Coming up, Tom Brady comes up just short against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and the Eagles continue to impress. This is Locked On Game to Game NFL. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Game to Game NFL, local experts taking you from game to game in week three of the NFL season. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens, and thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. Two Hall of Fame quarterbacks faced off once again, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, and Tampa was unfortunately not able to do what Tom Brady has done many times over, and that's get a comeback win in the final seconds. Locked On Packers and Locked On Bucks have a full recap of this one. Never a doubt, the Green Bay Packers took down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 14-12 to on a failed two-point conversion and in the process showed their potential and why they can be an NFC contender this season. I'm Peter Bukowski, host of Locked on Packers, and it started out a house of fire for the Green Bay offense. They go down, they score two straight touchdowns. It looks like it's going to be three straight. Aaron Jones fumbles on the goal line, and it scuttles the entire offensive flow. The Packers, thanks to a defense that ended up forcing two turnovers and got the game-winning two-point conversion stop after playing prevent and giving up the touchdown to potentially tie it. That's uh, an issue for another day. This team showed on both sides of the ball flashes of why it can be an NFC contender with Romeo Dobbs leading this offense in a breakout performance for him and this defense stifling, yes, a banged-up Tampa Bay team, but still, the Packers showed the dexterity to adjust their game plan, to account for that, and they stymied this Tom Brady-led offense for most of the game. This team is showing it can be a contender in the conference. They're just not quite there yet. Still a huge win in the NFC for Green Bay. The Panthers get their first win of the season. They also snap a nine-game losing streak that dates back to last year. Meanwhile, the Saints have a lot more questions than answers at this point after a frustrating divisional loss. Locked on Saints talks it out post-game in Charlotte. It might not be time to close the book on the New Orleans Saints entirely, but it's certainly time to start asking questions. I'm Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On Saints podcast. The New Orleans Saints dropped to one and two after a second straight disappointing loss to a division rival, this time to the Carolina Panthers. The third straight game to the New Orleans Saints offense just couldn't seem to get it going, not only early, but really throughout this entire game. With the exception of Chris Olave, who totaled the sixth most receiving yards in a single game by a New Orleans Saints rookie in franchise history with 147, New Orleans Saints offense just didn't seem like it was able to really get going. In some cases, you had some play calling woes, you had some quarterbacking woes, you had some decision making woes, but for the most part, just a lot of self-inflicted wounds. Yet another fumble by a New Orleans Saints running back, this one scooped and scored, so your offense wasn't able to score points, but it was giving up points. That's never a winning formula. And of course, penalties that have also caused the Saints a lot of grief here over the course of the uh, opening three games of the season. So a lot of things for the New Orleans Saints to fix. 
sticks and it's not just going to be one big wide swathing change that's going to get it done. Saints have a lot of questions to answer, particularly over on the offensive side, if they want to get back to winning games here in the 2022 NFL season. In terms of what those questions are, how the New Orleans Saints can address them, and what's next for the New Orleans Saints as they head to London to kick off the NFL's International Series, make sure you're following along with the Locked On Saints podcast, free and available on all podcast apps and on YouTube as well. Part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Eagles improved to 3-0 on the young season, and it was another decisive win for the Birds, this time over Washington on the road. Locked on Eagles and Locked on Commanders have more on the NFC East tilt. All right, everybody, we're here at FedEx Field where the Washington Commanders were blown out, embarrassed, humiliated. The final score, not really indicative of that, but trust me, if you watch the game, if you were here like we were, for the Locked On Commanders podcast, you saw it in front of your very own eyes. 24 to 8, and it could have been a lot worse, if we're being honest with you. It was nothing, nothing at the end of one, 24 nothing Eagles by the time we reached halftime. The only points, or the first points, I should say, scored by the Commanders were because of a Deron Payne safety after a fourth down failure from the one by the Commanders after they had a field goal taken off the board due to a Eagles penalty. There were a lot of afters in this particular game. And the big storyline is Carson Wentz going against his former, former team in the Eagles for the first time, sacked nine times. And quite honestly, it could have been 10 or 11 if we're being totally honest uh, with you. The franchise mark was 10, set by John Beck and then uh, the Washington offensive line in Toronto against the Buffalo Bills, a game I was at in 2011. Wentz was sacked eight times when still an Eagle in the first game of the Ron Rivera era in front of no fans here at FedEx Field. Uh, He was sacked again eight times then with the Eagles in a loss, and that was the previous high for Wentz. Again, sacked nine times. Ron Rivera says he is not considering a quarterback switch. For full reaction, check out David Harrison and myself on the Locked On Commanders podcast today and throughout the week. The Rams always seem to find a way to come away with a win when they face Arizona. Sunday was no exception. It was the defense, though, that came up huge for L.A. as they held the cards to only field goals in this game. Locked on Cardinals and locked on Rams break it down. The Arizona Cardinals played without passion in their 20-12 loss to the Los Angeles Rams today, dropping them to 1-2 and two on the season. I can't comprehend how the Cardinals started slow again. They've spotted their opponents' points in the first quarter of every game this season. It's like they need a wake-up call to let them know the game has started on the offensive side of the ball. The Cardinals haven't scored a point in the first quarter this season. With the offense supposed to be the focal point and strength of this team, why are we having the conversation again that Cliff Kingsbury and this offense cannot wake up at kickoff. I don't understand why we have to have these conversations, even though Hollywood Brown had 14 catches for 140 yards today. The inability to get into the end zone, along with a timing mishap by Cliff Kingsbury to not kick a field goal down 11 points with 11 minutes, put the Cardinals in a situation where they could not win, and they didn't, falling to one and two. I'm Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Check me out Monday through Friday, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. 
Hey, it's Travis Rogers from Locked On Rams. The Rams move to 2-1 and one with a 20-12 win over the Arizona Cardinals. The Rams continue to be a work in progress. A lot of positivity on the defense. No touchdowns allowed for the Rams in Week 3 against the Arizona Cardinals. They did the one thing you need to do against Kyler Murray, make him throw the ball. It's exactly what the Rams did incredibly well. Matthew Stafford, no touchdown passes, no interceptions, but a very effective game for him and a very mixed bag for Cam Akers. We got all that covered coming up on Locked On Rams, your podcast, your team every day. Coming up, we have more action from around the league. This is Locked On Game to Game NFL. This edition of Locked On Game to Game is brought to you by our sponsor at BetterHelp. Therapy has helped me a ton through the years. And if you're at a place where you feel like that would be beneficial to you, BetterHelp is a great option and a really good, convenient, accessible, affordable place to start. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can definitely help get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on. Atlanta found a way to get their first win of the year in a tough road environment in Seattle. Locked on Falcons tells you what it took for Atlanta to get that first victory. It was another nail-biting finish for the Falcons, but they walked away with a win out of Seattle. I'm Aaron Freeman, the host of Locked on Falcons. And as usual, you can't expect everything to go right for the Falcons in the fourth quarter as up 27 to 23 with five minutes to go. They fumble the football in a box exchange between Falcons quarterback Marcus Mariota and running back Tyler Algier. And it looked like Seattle was going to march down the field and get the game-winning score. But Grady Jarrett gets a sack that pushed Seattle back, and it's followed up with a game-sealing interception from second-year safety Richie Grant. And the defense wasn't great, but they showed up in the end to make the plays to get the W. And the offensive playmakers were stars in this game. All the team's best playmaker showed up in big ways. Cordero Patterson with a career-high 141 yards rushing in the touchdown. Everybody that was complaining about Kyle Pitts tanking their fantasy squads can lighten up for the week as he led the team with five catches and 87 yards. Drake London added a touchdown on a three-catch 54-yard day. So all in all, the Falcons find a way to finish and get their first win of the 2022 season. We'll have you covered all week long here on Lockdown Falcons, part of the Lockdown podcast network your team every day dan campbell's hard knock lions unable to hold on for their second win of the year minnesota used two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to rally back at the last possible second lockdown vikings details the comeback win believe it or not that's a vikings win vikings win 28 24 in a game they were trailing for 59 of 60 minutes a wide open kj osborne on mike hughes of all people clutches the game Great pass by Kirk Cousins as well. It was, I'm not going to be honest, a terrible game. The Vikings defense was porous. Their zone defense was awful. All sorts of holes all over the place. Free pitch and catch all day. Run game was unbelievable for the Lions. And they have a great run game, but still, bad day. Uh, the offense, on the other hand, was anemic. There were three and outs all over the place. Kirk Cousins, could again, could not counter the blitz. Whatever offense they're running against blitz, their blitz counters are just not working, and the Lions are a blitz-heavy team, and they were anemic for most of the game. But 
get a couple of clutch fourth down stops, get a couple of clutch conversions on your own. Adam Thielen with a big day, KJ Osborne, of course, with the big uh, day at the end. And that's what this team needs to do when you double Justin Jefferson all day. Jefferson was almost completely shut out of the game, uh, but to score 28 anyways and be able to utilize Irv Smith on a big catch. Adam Thielen on a big catch. KJ Osborne on a big catch. That is how you can grit out a win like this. 28 to 24, the final score. More on all of this coming up on the Locked On Vikings podcast. Definitely wasn't pretty. The fans probably didn't like it, but the Bears bounced back in week three with a win over the Texans. Locked On Bears joins us with more. The Chicago Bears beat the Houston Texans in week three, but lost confidence in their quarterback along the way. I'm Lauren Cox from the Locked On Bears podcast. The Chicago Bears are 2-1 and one and trying to enjoy a big Week 3 victory, but it's hard when the quarterback questions are swirling. The Bears rushed for over 200 yards on the ground, really had a strong game up front. Their defense came in and played well, generated some turnovers in the process, and looked like a well-balanced team minus the quarterback play. Justin Fields struggles, and it looks like he's a little bit broken Right now, the question is, can the Bears fix him? How can they fix him? How quickly can they fix him? And will they be able to keep winning games without having consistent play under center? We're going to have a lot to talk about with Fields this week, and we break down the Chicago Bears every day on the Locked On Bears podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That's all for today on Locked On Game to Game NFL. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On NFL on YouTube and wherever else you get your podcasts and check out your team's Locked On podcast as well. I'm Kainani Stevens. This is Locked On Game to Game.